there. Welcome to Culture by Culture, a multidimensional exploration of Black and Asian pop cultural ties. I'm your friendly host, Delia, and today I'm joined by the CEO of Black Nerds Create. She's also one third of the fantasy podcast wizard team, a writer, and my homie, Brianna Davis. <laughs> Yay! Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. I'm excited. Thank you for granting us your presence. Mm-hmm. You're a very, very busy person. I know as the homie. Yeah, so. that's true. But also, you know, duh, of course I was going to be here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, it depends where you're coming from. If you're coming from the BNC audience, like you've definitely heard us on podcasts. We've done a lot together. This is not our first go round for sure. We've done things like BNC Presents Tolkien Black Girls, where we talked about Lord of the Rings because we are big Lord of the Rings fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this audience, but just noting. <laughs> we also did one. That was Patreon exclusive for now called Chakra and Vibes, where we talked about Naruto. <laughs> yeah, our chaotic son. Yeah, I think this might be the first thing we've been on together, though, that we can like publicly talk about anime and things like that. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, me too. So I guess we could start with what are your, I, I kind of spoiled it a little bit with Naruto, but in general, <laughs> what are your experiences with Asian pop culture? Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> primarily Naruto. I started. <laughs> reading the manga when I was like nine or ten maybe my brother is like we're like a year and a half apart and so he started a lot mm-hmm. at that time like growing up we shared books for the most part so we have very similar taste and so he was reading it and I had finished my book so I was like well let me see what's going on over here and then it kind of just went from there I also I realized like as you were saying like we're you know I don't know something sparked in my head wallflower that that Oh my uh, goodness. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember. Like, what, I don't think that's the full name, but that was big for me in high school. What a, what a, what a wonderful time. There were like, I feel like in high school, there were like, like mangas that I would read. I'm not remembering names though. Cause I feel like I just was like reading them and then moving on. And you know, you would, you would be mm-hmm. online and you get like one chapter at a time or whatever. And like, that's pretty much it. I have wanted to get like more into anime, but I am notoriously bad at, uh, watching television and have been for the last like five or something years that's gonna be a theme i know and so i feel like a fraud i'm like i love the themes of anime i want to watch more anime but i never have time and i never like i just have it. it's just the list is growing but has not actually none of it's been checked off and then i like similarly <laughs> um asked delia like two years ago to make me a list of k-dramas i should watch <laughs> and i've seen two in that like two years to and forth. So it's it's rough out here. And I'm on my like fourth rewatch of Naruto right now, but that's partially because I'm watching it with my younger sister who is like watching it for the first time. Yeah, we'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> That list is languishing, but to be fair, uh, it's it's almost like it's kind of a thing we have, like a push and pull. Mm-hmm. I give her K dramas to watch. She says she'll watch them one day. She gives me books to read. I say I'll read them one day. It's it's the dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I believe in us. It will happen. Like that's it, what I'm saying. The thing is, I truly believe our intentions. Like yeah. I know we both intend to, but just life be the way it is sometimes. Yeah. And it'll it'll eventually all the stars will align, and. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> I will say you mentioned the wallflower, and I think that is what it was called. I don't remember its Japanese name. Yeah, but I am so curious. I don't. We've talked about that. We both liked it, but I don't know how you got into it because it was not incredibly popular. I no. feel like it was pretty niche. So I think how it did was. You find it. I think it was like one of my friends in high school was mm-hmm. like. We kind of. I don't remember why or how it came up. 
But I know that she like let me borrow like maybe the first two copies or something. And yeah, like I read them and then I found that it was around the same time that I realized that I didn't have to wait around to like buy like we used to buy all the like Naruto, you know, we'd go to Barnes and Noble and like buy them and then I eventually realized like, no, this is like actually much further along and like waiting on American publishing is not gonna work for me so you know mm-hmm. the internet so yes yeah, so I like went from there but uh, yeah somebody introduced it to me and then I just like found it and just read it and like it's a very different vibe from Naruto let me yeah it's completely different <laughs> it's like has some has some ele- it's elements you know there are choices <laughs> that are made for those who don't know like it's a yeah I guess it is a harem manga anime yeah like theme or is that reverse harem reverse harem duh yeah and it's about this girl whose name is Sun- I think. Uh-huh. And they know this lady. They're staying in her house. So I guess they're like yeah. landlord. There's like her daughter or something like that. They're trying to turn her into this nice lady because Sonako is like a goth girl, but like who also happens to look like Samara from the ring a little bit, which was mm-hmm. a big theme back in the day in anime. Yeah. And it sounds like on the surface, like, okay, what was so significant about it? But it was so funny. And I just really, in weird ways, related to that character. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, I don't know, it was hilarious. And there were just like these moments where like all of a sudden she would like turn around and be like gorgeous. And everybody's like, oh my God. Like just, and, and she like two seconds later would be like, no. It was like, it was Back almost like she was a cat in some ways too. Like the way that she yes. would like flip and they would like, yeah. And so it's like these, it's like four or five dudes who have to like help her like, you know, lady. Yeah, and they like are also hilarious and like have this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was a time, and I was really into it for like for that time. <laughs> yeah, I was really also also and as well into it. Mm-hmm. I think you can see it like in the anime I'm even interested in. Like later, it definitely informed my taste. Like I feel like it was a pivotal. Like you know, you have these. I feel like tentpole media that you take in as you develop and they inform from then on like the rest of your media mm-hmm. choices. Weirdly, I feel like the Wallflower like is one of those I could, for me I where I was see like, that, yeah. Ah. And I don't even know how we ended up like, I think I like found one of the books like in my, maybe I was like cleaning my, um, at one point I was like giving away a bunch of books. I think I just found uh-huh. it. And I don't know why I sent it to you because like I wasn't like, I knew at the time that you had been into it. Yeah, I don't remember how it came up either. But maybe because we're like similar age, I think I was just like, yeah. hmm, of all of everyone, <laughs> like of all our homies, it's gonna I be feel us. like Delhi is gonna gonna feel me right now. <laughs> and I did. I was so shook because I, I don't, even when you brought it up, I don't think I thought about it. Like, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like maybe like casually in my head, I'd reference just to myself because the way Sanako like experiences, well, that's not how she puts it, but I take the way she seems to experience attraction. Like she just talks about how too beautiful everybody is mm-hmm. and like they're too bright and like she has to shield herself from that. That's how I feel. Like I very much when I see attractive people, it's not like lust or anything. I'm just like, whoa, okay, you're doing way too much. Please tone it down. I need you to stop. Like, Cut relax. It out. <laughs> relax. You you didn't have to do all that. And I've always related to that. So in the back of my head, she comes up actually kind of a lot because when I have those feelings, I'm, I can just picture her. Yeah. <laughs> trying to like scramble away right. from the bright creatures. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was such a it was such a time. I think the anime like the first season's on Hulu, but it's only dubbed. And oh, is it? Oh, I support voice actors. I support people who find dubbed more accessible. It's just not for me. And so yeah, 
unfortunately, I will have to pass on that one. Um, I like have it on my like in my stuff or whatever, just mm -hmm. in case one day I decide like I can do it. Like I can, (laughs) I'm gonna try, but that. That day has not yet come. Yeah. Maybe that would be more, I don't know. Well, well maybe one day. Maybe I'll just want to see some certain scenes and I'll and I'll try it out. But yeah. There's like this other manga, I, and I this one I do not remember what it was called. It was like this dude who was like trying to help this girl. They like went to school together, like help her get a boyfriend or whatever. And then like oh, interesting. in the process, they start dating. And Oops. then they... Then it's just about their relationship or whatever. It was very cute. I swear. Like, I can see it in my head, but I could not tell you what it was called. I did this the other day. I was recording with Sailor Moon Fan Club. And while we were talking, I didn't bring it up because I was like, there was a magical girl anime that I watched, even though I didn't like those types of anime at the time because I wasn't hair flip like other girls. (laughs) Um, But one snuck in and I really liked it. And it had a black character who was super problematic, honestly. But I still... It was like a black character in an anime who was a girl, so I was still all about it. Yeah. And I couldn't remember, but after I recorded that episode, I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, trying to find, just going through lists, and then the name just came to me out of nowhere, oh, wow. and I found it, which was exciting. And it looks just as problematic as I remember, so that's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I haven't thought too deeply about it. I'm sure if I tried to, like, look, I like, think something similar would probably happen, but it's been so long that it's like... It occasionally pops in my head like, oh, yeah, I did read that. But yeah, the memory of childhood, the the further it gets, the more I'm like, huh, there's whole books I've read that I don't even Man. know about. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even Never thought you. there'd be a time. That's so wild to yeah. me. Uh, we've talked about, I know, that you kind of had a different experience of like taking in media growing up than I think maybe a lot of audience members. I don't know. Definitely than our fr- in our friend group. Mm-hmm. And so I do wonder how that influenced how you experience fan spaces and how did you experience fan spaces around the media that we're talking about? I mean, I was just very insular, like very on my own was about it. Like didn't really think about, like for one, I didn't watch a lot of anime and that wasn't mm-hmm. like, part of it was because like we had, like we didn't watch TV during the week. Like we really could only watch it on the weekends. So a lot of it I was reading And then on top of that, like, I wasn't on the internet like that. Mm -hmm. And so most of it was just me or like I mentioned my brother. Like if it was when when it was Naruto, it was like I was talking to my brother and then our two god brothers. And it was like the four of us and occasionally we'd be like, oh, yo, did you like read up to this or whatever? And like, Mm -hmm. I also am somebody who's very like, I'm impatient. So like I have I had tried to or like had watched Naruto a few times at that time, but because it wasn't like Mm -hmm. caught up. To the manga, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I will come back to this later. I'm like, now I'm like, I'm just gonna watch the anime. Like, I don't have the time mm-hmm. to be sitting up reading all them chapters and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of it was just like I'm reading it on my own. Like, a friend I met recommend something to me, and then I go off on my own or like occasionally talking. But it was very like, and it's also probably why I didn't get in like hell like way deeper. It's like not like I mm-hmm. had internet homies or other friends who I was talking to about it so it was like i think i watched pokemon when i was like six watched it for like i was obsessed with it for like a year or two like my parents they remember all types of pokemon that i don't remember because i like <laughs> fell off of it so quick like so but they were you know 
grown. So they're like, oh, that that era or whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, it was very like just me by myself chilling. <laughs> like, If you could go back in time, is there a fandom space you would have liked to engage with more? Or were you even aware of them? I guess maybe that's the first question. Yeah, I don't know that I was even, I mean, I guess I was. Like I knew about Dragon Ball Z. Because, you know, like, Toonami was still a thing. It's not like I completely mm-hmm. missed that. Right. I think if I knew more folks who were into it, I probably would have gotten into Dragon Ball Z. I maybe would have stayed in Pokemon. I maybe would have, like, mm-hmm. started One Piece or Bleach back when they were, you know, younger. I was talking about less um, prolific. I was talking to my sister because we've been just kind of talking about. I'm like, maybe she'll get me to actually watch more anime because she's super into it and wants to do more. And mm-hmm. she was like, I guess somebody had mentioned One Piece to her, and I was like, Yeah, but that's like more mm-hmm. than One Piece. <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> She was like, Yeah, I don't think we can do that. And I was like, We've already done Naruto, and that's like a thousand yeah. episodes. So I don't know if we want to do that again right off the bat. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I think I think that I probably just would have. Like, I was aware of those things, but I just didn't get all the way in. And so maybe I would have. Mm-hmm. What are your, because we're talking about you, Pokemon fell off. You might have gotten into the, uh, these other things. What would you consider your current active fandoms or things you're into? Naruto. Well, yeah, Naruto. <laughs> Especially because I'm like watching it now. Lord of the Rings, Avatar. Period. Which I guess hey, counts. We should talk about that. That definitely counts. <laughs> I guess that counts. Also, that. ooh, okay, before we get into Avatar, the boondocks. <gasps> Oh, so true. So true. Because, so I, growing up, my dad had the, I think I actually still have a few of the comic books and whichever ones I don't have, he probably does. Like he was reading them. And so, you know, you just find things. He allowed Mm -hmm. me to read them. So I read them. Like he, you know, he wasn't like, this is inappropriate. I think by the time I got to them, it was fine. And then the show came out when I was in high school. So we would watch it together. And like, there definitely, there's one fight scene that is like, (laughs) word for word, bar for bar, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Orochimaru when he's fighting Sasuke like the first time when they're oh, in the forest of death there's uh-huh. like they've done like I've seen like videos where they put them side by side and like the choreography is the same I didn't know that yeah and it's kind of like it's tight to watch it's like oh okay they, there's this kickball episode of the boondocks that's like straight up anime it's I mean like uh, like the animation obviously is but like the right but just the way that they Stylized draw it, it and style it like it's mm-hmm. super and I haven't seen that in a it's been a minute since I've watched the Boondocks but yeah I was super into that like as a kid mm-hmm. through like high school and then Avatar <laughs> Avatar is such a big one I <laughs> that's absolutely a current fan for me yeah past fandom current fandom the thing is when it when it was airing like I liked it. But it wasn't mm, as encompassing, I wouldn't say. No. But I also think it's the way that it came out. Like, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it was on Nickelodeon. And, like, I don't even yeah. remember how shows came out at the time. We were just getting, like, DVR as a thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you missed an episode, you missed it. I would yeah. watch it with my siblings and stuff. And, like, we were into it. But it definitely wasn't, like, I saw it from beginning to end. But I knew I had missed some stuff in the middle. And like, oh, for sure. And was kind of, you know, at that point, you have to be okay with it. It's not, <laughs> now you can be yeah. upset about that. But like back then, you just, it is what it is. And so people really don't remember. You really had to just roll with the punches. Yeah. That you just had to catch, media. you would catch a, a marathon, a random yep, like exactly. Saturday morning, or, you know, they'd, they'd play like three episodes in a row, but none of them were in order. And you're just like, okay, guess that's what we're watching for now. And then you're also going back and forth between because, commercials happen so now you're like okay i'm gonna split between watching that and like something on disney channel it's so interesting to me though because like i also definitely saw them out of order i specifically specifically remember seeing the 
scene in the Crystal Caverns. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Zuko and Katara are going to get together. This makes sense to me. This tracks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I missed some episodes. And then, like, that apparently had not played out. And it was looking very clear that she was going, like, towards Aang. And I was like, wait, what? I'm sorry, huh? (laughs) And I had to – I specifically set out. I'm like, the next marathon, I'm going to be out here because I need this. (laughs) Like, I need to know what's happening Because it's not making sense. It's not adding up. This can't be correct. It was correct. It um, was unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> hate that for us. Um, I, really I hate mean, that for I us. hate it and I don't because if it had happened, then we wouldn't have the breadth of fanfiction that we do have. That and is so, so true. There's, you know, silver linings. But yeah, I definitely like when I watched it the first time, I didn't think so much about shipping. Like I think they made it pretty obvious that like they wanted Aang and Katara to get together. And at the time I was not like I was just like, okay, whatever. Like I didn't think mm-hmm. too deeply about it. I was like, we're in here, whatever. But then I watched it, I don't know. At some point it got on streaming and like maybe in the last like five or six years or so and so i was like oh like okay i'm gonna watch finally watch it from beginning to end because like you know i saw the finale everybody saw the finale but like i didn't Mm -hmm. i was like i know there are parts that i am missing or like it's been a minute i don't remember and from jump i was just like oh (laughs) zuko and katara definitely go together and so i was just watching it and like knowing how it ends knows but it was just like being able to watch it in order you kind of you see the the arc and i was just like yo this is mad obvious like (laughs) not even subtle like it's not subtle at all and so it's and i was like you know watching it as an adult but still just being like oh that's crazy because i just didn't pick up on it as a kid i just wasn't paying attention like that yeah i mean that's also like why i haven't seen cora is i like aged out at the time Mm -hmm. like obviously now it's like streaming it's different in terms of like there's you can watch what you want like at some point i will watch cora but like at the time that it came out like i'm like moving into college like my siblings are watching it so i'm like peeking in and i'm seeing that they're watching it but i'm not like paying attention and so yeah there's that too like i ended up missing that yeah i hadn't thought about it because i could never was really sure why didn't i watch Cora? i just knew that it didn't but you're right it was right at that like again it was different back then you just aged out of things like there mm-hmm. are people who would still go back to nickelodeon but once you age out like i'm not sitting through nickelodeon programming or disney channel yeah i was like i'm not watching nickelodeon <laughs> i'm not watching disney channel you are not gonna catch me watching wizards even of if Waverly i would have wanted to watch that specific show right yeah. and i'm like my you know i had younger siblings so they were watching it so it's not like i wasn't aware of mm-hmm. it and the fact that it existed but if they're sitting down watching it i'm not like ooh, like scoot over i'm like okay i'm gonna go read or i'm gonna go do whatever it was i was doing i think it's really interesting that this was like an experience that you and your siblings share not just with avatar but in general being into this type of media and i just find it so fascinating that's why i made a podcast (laughs) (laughs) about why like what is it i really can't figure it out why do these stories that are not written with us in mind or i mean well in the boondocks yes yeah we were in mind but (laughs) in general like asian pop culture and I guess in the case of Avatar, Asian-inspired pop culture, really, because that was too white men. Yeah, but, it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, why does it resonate? What is it about these stories, like, that resonates with us so much or intrigues us so much? And I've talked to quite a few people thus far in preparation for this podcast, because, spoiler alert, we're recording before this comes out. <laughs> but I don't have an answer. So, like, what do you think it was it is for you personally? And if you want to speak to your siblings as well and, like, how it was in your household, feel Yeah. Free. I don't know. I feel like part of it was on a broader level like we're all like into fantasy and like sci-fi and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and like action stuff like our our dad was into it so he got us into like those genres and so you know Toonami's coming on I'm not like like I'm gonna see what's going you know what I mean I'm gonna check it out Mm -hmm. I'm like interested and so I think on the surface it's just like 
you know, there's fighting. That's cool. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> but also I think like as you get in, it's like these, uh, you know, talking about Naruto specifically, like these bonds and like communities <laughs> and like all this stuff. Like my, <laughs> when I was in high school, my brother and I, it mostly ended up being me, but like we wrote this like very obviously Naruto inspired like story. I don't think we finished it, but there was black people and they were ninjas and they were like doing so. You know what I mean? Like it just, mm. I don't know. Something about it was just fun and the stories are so well plot out. Also like they're long. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. not all anime is long, but Naruto is long as hell. And so it's one of those things where like other books are reading, other shows, like eventually they're done. But mm-hmm. I read Naruto from when I was like, I said like nine or 10. The final chapter didn't come out until my senior year of college. And I literally read it not to, you know, out myself, but like in class. I was just like, <laughs> a lot of feelings and I was like I have to read it now it just dropped oh my god so like that's a long time to like be into a thing and to like Mm -hmm. you know like connect with those characters and you know all of that so I think it's that too is just giving folks time to be in that world and to like be into it Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could say like specifically I just think like with me and my brother we just were into the same things and then my sister was like you know a few years younger than him and so she would just kind of follow us (laughs) she was like oh you guys talking about this I want to know like (laughs) I want to be in this conversation and we're like did you even read it and she's like yes and we're like you're five you didn't like (laughs) go away like so it's just like I also wonder if it's something because you had said early how you loved themes like anime in general but I wonder if I think there's something to be said you know now we're also with the Hallyu which is you know the Korean wave we're seeing a lot more Korean media take over here and in general seeing more representation across the board not Mm -hmm. just of Asian stories in America but you know, in general, I do wonder if because of the cultural differences, like in other countries are able to cover themes and stories that American media, big American media, like the big wigs, mm-hmm. just don't want to even explore because it's not going to yeah. make money. And so we go look elsewhere to find our yeah. people and see ourselves. Absolutely. They make the same thing every, they're like on a 20 year cycle and they're just like, <laughs> you're making the same shit, the same like reboot of this and like the same buddy cop mm-hmm. formula and whatever and like those things work sure but like it's not exciting at a certain point like it's we all know what it's gonna be we've seen it a thousand times like cool but getting to like i guess experience and like look at other forms of like also just like story structure and like mm-hmm. the themes yes but also like you know they're created in different ways and just like different perspectives and to be able to get into that yeah at a younger age is like tight because then you see then you're like cool what else can I do or like it just changes your perspective a bit Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes you do just have to look elsewhere because they ain't doing it here they're not doing they're not doing what needs to be done all the time sometimes they are but (laughs) yeah they they get they get (laughs) they get get in there sometimes but other times every now and again bro I've seen this before Yeah, the the formulas weren't enough. Now it's just reboot culture all the time. And We're just going to reboot things. The exhausting. cycle's going to get smaller and smaller. You're going to have to always specify which version of the movie is your favorite because right. there will be three of each and it's going to be too much. <laughs> You got me thinking about, because you were talking about how we get to learn from these like more complex themes at a younger age through uh, some of this 
Asian media and pop culture, speaking of anime specifically, but I think of all the like young black boys specifically, stay with me, Mm -hmm. who are into anime. And it's not something I thought about because I wasn't raised or socialized as a black boy. So I don't know what that's like. But I think of how we talk about... In our culture of that black men specifically need better outlets for their emotions. We're not giving that to them a lot because of like the societal structures and Mm -hmm. gender norms we put on to people, all of us. And I hadn't thought about it, but getting into anime, like anime plays with the idea of masculinity so much. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there's very masculine characters, but they're experiencing bonds and emotions and like deep friendships and learning to care for people. And... I, I mean, it might be through fighting, but it's still like, right. the love is there. <laughs> the love is there. With each punch, I love you more. You, know? like, you might lose an arm, but, it's but okay. your blood's going to hold hands about it. Yep. <laughs> so, like, it's not, you know, it's a bit violent sometimes, but still it's, like, delving into that emotionality that I think is super invaluable. And I would like to talk to someone and impact that more now that I'm ta- thinking about it. So, yeah, you know listeners if you if you know someone yeah i mean like i said like i was not i grew up with in a community where like i have a lot of friends that i've known since i was born essentially of that group of people the people who i watched this and talked about this stuff with were all black boys like it wasn't like Mm -hmm. none of my other friends were like oh you're watching naruto what's up i was like they were just like oh cool i love that for you Yeah, it really speaks to me to to a need to me that like we're not verbally expressing, but maybe that's also why we keep coming to this media. There's a need not being met, maybe even developmentally, because we're coming to this stuff young mm-hmm. and we're finding it elsewhere in cultures that aren't afraid to talk about at least these things. No culture's perfect, I I assure. Because, <laughs> you know, homophobia be rampant in other places. So yeah. like don't take don't get me wrong, it's not perfect over there. Very but much so. Speaking of learning new themes at a younger age, I am curious if y'all didn't know, I said it up top, but let me reiterate that Bayana is a writer. Oh, that is that is true. <laughs> that is so true. Very, very true. Can't wait to read her books on shelves one day. Until then, I'm curious how these fandoms have inspired your real life works, which you kind of touched on it. You did write some stuff with your brother, but in your more recent works that I'm privy to know about, but (laughs) others are not. Yeah. I, first of all, love siblings. I have five of them. And so grew up with just two and like the three of us are around the same age now. We're very close and all of that, Mm -hmm. but we also have all the things that come with being siblings. So some of that stuff is very annoying. They need to stay out my closet, you know? Mm -hmm. So that being said, Sasuke on his own, I feel like everybody needs to relax. He's not that cool. They need like chill. Mm-hmm. Sasuke and Itachi. <laughs> <laughs> you have the floor. Go my ahead. My heart. What is it that Michael Scott said in the office? Like my heart goes with the eagle's nest. Like that's how I feel. <laughs> like I have like so many feelings about these two brothers, and sometimes it will just appear in my brain i'll be minding my business and then i'm like wow but the uchiha brothers and like they went through so much (laughs) so like their like relationship really like has inspired me for what's funny is that i had an idea and i was like oh i'm gonna like throw that in there and then i had a different idea and i was like oh 
maybe I'll just pull. Who knows? Maybe oh, I'll do dear. it twice. We can see. Who can, who can, who's going to stop me? Not I. Right. <laughs> so I think like that, just that relationship in general and just like the ways that like relationships can mm-hmm. be different things to different people and also like can be manipulated into one thing and then you find out it's another Yikes. thing. Like it's just so many different things. It's so many different like themes and mm-hmm. feelings within that so i would say them primarily definitely inspires me because i like pain and <laughs> the character or in general both <laughs> both i feel like that's the one that like is in my head the most like recently i'm mm. sure there are gonna be other things that pop up like there's no way it's not but that's definitely been on my mind most recently so look out for most that recently, <laughs> slash, always <laughs> love slash hate that for me great uh, <laughs> i love angst also both Fiona and i love angst i don't like it when she perpetrates it unto me though that's it's that's honestly not. the best thing about writing is when you are writing something that's like very heart wrenching and you're just like, ooh, about to get him with this one. Like, <laughs> honestly, like just I know that I know write. that some people like really feel like not that I don't feel deeply, but you know, like they feel deeply and they like cry when they write certain passages and they're like, I just uh, feel so bad for doing this to my readers. And I'm literally over here, you know, the like purple devil emoji, like that's me when I write those things. So you can yell at me. It's fine. I will just continue to laugh. <laughs> Do you think when they were writing Naruto, they cried about it or they were like, LOL, that sucks for them. And they were like, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they did. They really, really did. Truly. I think it's really interesting this, you know, because I think it's a lot of our generation, us being millennials, who came up. Like, we're the first ones who came up watching anime because, like, Toonami was there. Like, we're that generation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting seeing people become producers, directors, novelists, creators in their own right, like, successful Mm -hmm. as adults and seeing how these themes are starting to, like, weave their way in into their stories. And I don't know, like, maybe a general audience wouldn't be able to tell, but you can tell yeah. when you're reading a book, like, like this person peeped. likes anime. You, <laughs> I peeped it. I, I see, see it. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that, like, Tracy Dion has talked about that, author of Legendborn. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen The Last Creed, but I know Michael B. Jordan has, like, talked about his, like, mm-hmm. um, anime, like, inspirations and stuff. And, like, yeah, shoot. Megan Thee Stallion, like, Period. all of her anime photo shoots and, like, references in her raps like i love it mm-hmm. it's a great time yeah it's such a great time to be a black kid nerd yeah. <laughs> blurred whatever you want to call it whatever you call yourself it's a great time we're having a great time out here as a writer i thought it'd be fun to ask you if you could be brought on to co-write an anime what kind of story would you tell Whew. i said co-wrote because we do respect you know people from the culture so yeah. it would have to be a co-writing yeah. situation very much so i would want like to have more like black characters i've watched i don't think i'm caught i'm definitely not caught up with boruto but i am semi watching it chocho is the best and i just like love her and you know Mm -hmm. want all good things for her so like that'd be nice but also i don't know something like with magic and like fantasy i definitely like i like shonen so i would want it to you know i want Mm -hmm. the pain and like the i was gonna ask yeah (laughs) (laughs) definitely should hurt yeah, swords, dragons, I don't know. It'd be great. Ooh, dragons. Dragons yes, would be tight. Please. Black girl dragon riders in an anime. Yep. That's the one Sign I want. Sign me up. Uh, <laughs> I really doubt there are anime creators uh, no. listening, but if there are, I welcome you to contact Bayana. 
She got a website. She got contact information. I do. I do. I'd watch the heck out of that. I agree. I wish I could see more black people in anime. Also just in Asian pop culture in general. I think there is a line. Like I'm not saying, you know, there is cultural imperialism. So like I want it to be true to the cultures that are creating the works. However, black people live in those countries too. Like let's not pretend. Let's not pretend. Yeah. We're everywhere. So I would like to see it very much so. It's something I've long desired. I recently recorded with Mary Clay of That's What I'm Talking About. And I talked a lot about Galadriel. So Galadriel quotes are top of of your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So I apologize. That's not the the brand right now, but... (laughs) I can't help it. I'm a Galadriel stan. Yeah. We did talk about what maybe would you have been into in the past. And I know you don't have like a lot of time. But if you did have time, what Asian pop culture or fandom spaces are you intrigued by right now? Well, I would catch up on that list that you sent me (laughs) first and foremost. Good answer. Um, (laughs) I do want to watch like Hunter Hunter or like My Hero Academia. Like the two I Mm -hmm. feel like I hear about all the I think my brother watches them, which is probably why I hear about them most. Like, I feel like if I can, if I can get the time, like those, one of those would probably be the ones that I start with my sister. But yeah, I mean, I'm open to recommendations. Like I'm not, you know, you can send them to me with the grain of salt that like, it might take me five to seven business years to start the (laughs) first one, but I got you. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I also saw like Spy Family looks cool. Like there's just, like I've been seeing them in my periphery. I know it's pretty short. I also have, to be clear, even though I host this podcast, I have a watch list of both of movies, animes, K-dramas. I now have J-dramas that have been recommended to me. Like the list is long. So like I very much relate. It only grows. Yeah. (laughs) It never shrinks. Not because you don't watch things off of them, but there's more to consume than there is that is consumed. Mm -hmm. That is the... It's me looking at my my to-read list, my TBR. I just be like, bro, can y'all just pause on releasing books? Like, don't. Don't do that. But sometimes (laughs) I'm like, can I pause? And like... Yeah. There's still books also that I'm really intrigued by. Like, what is their name the author they got really big on youtube also i think they're on tiktok Jiren. oh um, yeah uh iron widow yes iron widow i so That's like really that good. has been it's when it really when good. it was an out yet i was like oh i'm gonna read the heck out of this book yeah and the sequel is out i'm pretty sure and i yeah. still have not read it well no it's, it's not out, out yet okay. sequel doesn't come out okay till, um it oh got wait it got back. it got so it's like yeah pushed back year. that's right that's right but it's still on my t- tbr um so yeah. I will be reading stuff. I will maybe even review them for this podcast. Who's to say? But like. Shoot, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I got Rex. <laughs> like you said that and I'm like, oh yeah, like book books. Brian is also a prolific reader. She won't own to it because in our friend group, we've got lots of readers. Yeah, like I was going to say, I am I'm average. Well, I mean, what am I like? I'm like high, but like mm, You're the upper end quite. of average, but in our friend group, you're very mid. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> not doing, I'm actually not even doing that much. I got to tell people in my family, they'd be like, but you read a thousand books. I'm like, relax. No. <laughs> uh, like, I know relax. people who actually read thousand books so yeah it's really wild in our friend group but she does read a lot so do you have book wrecks yeah in this vein like um so i would say iron widow it's super tight the main character is like unhinged in like a really great way (gasps) my favorite (laughs) daughter of the moon goddess I've read, it's a duology. I've read the first one and haven't gotten to the second one yet, but soon. These Violent Delights are Violent Ends. Yes. By Chloe Gong. That's really good. good. I read the next Foul Lady Fortune. I read that. Oh, I haven't read that yet. It was, it was cool. I liked it. And I know she has a sequel to that coming out and like plenty of other books. We'll put all these in the show notes. So don't y'all fret. 
they will be there for you to peruse. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Jade City. I am still, like, I am still back and forth on whether I'm going to sue our friend (laughs) Portia for emotional distress. That trilogy, the Greenbone Saga, oh my god. It's, like, free, oh my, it's amazing and devastating. And I literally, I read this, I read it last summer, and... I was at Disneyland with my family. And so we were, it was like before we, we were like in the hotel about to go. And like, I re, I like was on the last book. <laughs> like this thing happened. It was so crazy. Like, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. And then I had to like go to Disneyland. Like I, I'm at Disneyland thinking about these characters and like crazy. Also has an unhinged main character who I love, but really like he needs help. <laughs> yes. And like take the weapons away from him. He like, like he just... <laughs> He does not need to be in charge, but he's great. Okay, yeah. But those, I feel like those are good. So the Jade City Greenbone Saga is adult. We said these violent delights, that's YA. Oh, Daughter of the Moon Goddess is adult. And then Iron Widow is YA. Yeah, so if you're a black nerd like we are, but maybe you fell off of reading. Maybe you're just like, I want to dive deeper into these types of stories or these cultures. Books. They're so good. The representation, well, honestly, the representation in publishing is still abysmal, but it's getting better all the time. (laughs) And the stories that are out are so good. I say that as someone who's a bad reader, but what I have read, so, so good. Please, please, please pick up some books. I guess my last question is, what do you think can be gained through Black and Asian pop cultural exchange? Whether that be through coalition or the type of media we put out? Mm-hmm. No wrong answers. I mean, I think both. Like, I think that we consume a lot of, like, Asian media at this point or have grown up consuming it. I think that our culture is also worldwide and, and people are seeing it. And why did my brain go, Mr. Worldwide? I know. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that, but yeah. And folks are consuming that. Some are appropriating that. Some are, you know, in taking inspiration from that. And so I do think that there is something to be. Like, there's already that exchange happening, Mm -hmm. but I do think that there is definitely something to be gained by, like, those conversations and, like, also a more intentional exchange, be that through, like, recommendations, culture building, like, activism. Like, there are a lot of different ways that we could use that media to both strengthen our relationships across cultures, but then also, like, strengthen our current standing in the world i guess that's the best way to say it but broaden our worldview yeah broaden our our worldview but then also just like you know solidarity like there's just a lot of in that exchange there's also a lot of like anti-black sentiments anti-asian sentiments in Mm -hmm. places where it doesn't really make sense to do that (laughs) like you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so even as we're like learning these new things and like expanding our worldviews away from like the very narrow like eurocentric white supremacist worldview like we also then fall into some of those things at the same time and so we sure do you know trying not to do that and having more honest and like open conversations about that I think like doing that intentionally I think would be really would be really dope that's what we aim to do here (laughs) culture by culture but I agree I that's what I want most of all I get always so 
almost personally hurt when I see like, especially online, it happens a lot online where on either side, like you see anti-black or anti-Asian sentiment. I'm like, but it doesn't have to be this way because my true belief is when we're doing that, we're just letting white supremacy win mm-hmm. because that's ultimately what's at play. Right. Us propping up white supremacy. And why are we doing that? Right. Cut it out. And like at this Stop point, that. obviously now there are like genuine hurts and like issues that need to be worked out but For we sure. can do that without then resorting to the same old tactics because people do so if you're listening cut it out we there's so much potential for a better world <laughs> it's really so simple it's not but, but like yeah. the start is simple mm-hmm. the the first step is actually pretty simple cut it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> then we can work at the rest <laughs> well thanks for coming Bayana. tell the good folks where they can find you yeah, so I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Yana Wrote It, and I host a podcast um, called Wizard Team, which is a Black fantasy podcast where we highlight stories written by Black authors. So I write things, but like, there's nothing that you can find, so don't worry about it. Yet. Till. <laughs> don't worry about it for now. Um, eventually, there will be things. Great. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Let me know if y'all have any book recommendations. Again. It will be five to seven business years before I get to them. But share your book recs, your favorite Asian authors. We would love to know. Or if you've read any of the books that Bayana mentioned, what did you think of them? We'd love to know. You can let us know at Culture X Podcast on Twitter or Instagram. You can also find us on Patreon. Oh, my goodness. We have a Patreon. Yeah, we do. Patreon.com slash Culture X Podcast. There's a lot of cute stuff over there. You can... Just see some of the behind the scenes, see what I'm thinking, where are we going, who's coming on the show. Or maybe if you pick a, a higher tier, you might be able to help me out and participate in the podcast a little bit. So Uh-oh. hopefully we'll see y'all over there. But until then, keep it chill and keep it nerdy.